Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. We're here today with Mock, and that's it. This, this, this is a first. This is crazy. We haven't had this combination in a long, long time. Oh, man. Do you feel free <laughs> now? There's no Albie to, to stop <laughs> us from, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess reaching our full potential now. I don't know. Finally. Finally. <laughs> well, Albie, come back. I'm sure he'll be back very soon. We'll have plenty more podcasts to come. Today, though, Mock and I um, have both been able to catch up on some of the latest Netflix viewings, movies and TV, and we wanted to talk about those today. You love Netflix now, right? I feel like a Netflix pro now, all of a sudden. Wow. I don't know what makes me a pro or not, but I I have been watching a lot of Netflix in the last couple weeks. All right, well, there's two main things we want to cover. We're going to spend the bulk of our time on Bird Box, one of the biggest phenomena to hit Netflix in a while, and then oh boy, we'll, and then we'll cover a little Marie Kondo, also another huge phenomenon. Bird Box. So you watched it? When did you see it? I saw it three nights ago. And did you? How did you hear about it? I feel like it was everywhere. I, I feel like they did a really good job of really making sure everyone knew about the movie. Netflix, I mean. So I. I, I don't really think I, I knew much. I, I saw it briefly, like on a, on a couple I don't know, news, news articles and stuff. But the main thing that I heard about was just the Netflix telling everyone not to do the Bird Box Challenge. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so this is definitely not a spoiler free podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Good call. Okay. We should so start it, with that. Yeah, I guess we should start with that. If you haven't seen Bird Box, fast forward to, I don't know, the, the last five to ten minutes of this podcast. But we'll go ahead with Bird Box. First of all, let's let's rate it from one to one to uh, no, let's go from from one to nine. Ooh. I like it, so you can't go halfway. Okay. Wait, one to nine you can go halfway. Five is the middle, right? Uh, I always feel like one to ten you can do five. Seven, eight, nine. No, you know what? Because if you go one to nine, it's one, two, three, four, and then six, yeah, seven, eight, nine, and five is actually the middle. Yeah, maybe you just just do one to two. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. So when people do one to ten, five is not the middle. Five is not the middle unless you can do zero. Right, zero to ten, right. five is the middle. I, yeah. I think I don't I don't know how many minds we just blew there, but. <laughs> Everything has changed. Okay, so we're gonna do a one, we're gonna do one to ten so that we can't have the middle uh, between five and six. I guess is, is the middle. So what would you give it from one to ten? This is just from a viewing experience, or yeah, this is yeah, this is you don't have to be critical about it's, it. It's really hard you like because I feel like it's on a different category, like Netflix movie versus like theater movie. Well, what other Netflix movies have you seen? I, I guess this is one of one. Um, oh, you, did, you didn't watch the Will Smith movie last year, right? No, I, I was not a Netflix pro at oh, that right, time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, just from a movie okay. standpoint, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't good. So, okay, so I, what's, what's your number? Uh, six? Okay, okay, so it's above average. Is that high? I guess that's... <laughs> uh, I, I actually, you know, I was thinking about this before, and I was thinking that five was the middle. I was going to give it a six. So okay. I guess at this point, I, I'm still also giving it a six. I'm definitely not moving it to a seven. Yeah. Uh, I also think it was enjoyable, but not like great. It was a bad movie, but worth watching. It's like a good bad movie. 
Yeah, it's a good Mad movie. That's a good it's way. It's like to one play. of those you, you just you can't stop watching. Um, did you watch it alone? No, I uh, watched it with the wife. Oh, same here. Did she like it? I think she probably liked it more than I did. I think same here. Sharon seemed to really enjoy the movie, and I was like, oh, I thought it was like okay. I mean, we were watching the whole time, which is it's a, that's a pretty big thing for us to be able to get through a whole movie at, at this you know at this stage in life. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good, but let's go through three things. Let's start with things you didn't like. Give me give me one thing you didn't like, and then we'll go back and forth. Okay. First thing I had down was that it was predictable and not scary. <laughs> Hold on. So, Should we give a quick overview of the movie? Yeah, sure. Actually, let's start okay. with that. I mean, people probably heard this. Otherwise, they would have fast-forwarded. But anyway, I'll, we'll just do a really, really quick recap and you can jump in anytime, but I'm just going to say um, this is kind of like an apocalyptic society where for some reason people have started trying to kill themselves whenever they open their eyes and look at some creature out there that is causing them to want to kill themselves. So the characters in the movie are basically staying indoors or they're blindfolded when they're outdoors. And it is starring Sandra Bullock and John Malkovich and a number of other pretty big stars. And it's just showing how they're getting through life. And it kind of goes through the past of when this started and then the future when she and her kids are trying to make it through a river, across a river blindfolded and to safety. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Uh, make it all the way down a river, not necessarily yeah, across, yeah. but right, right, down a river for a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, bird, so the bird box challenge is people stupidly trying to do things blindfolded and getting hurt. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So your first thing was it was too predictable? It was predictable and not scary. I guess kind of in the same realm there. So was, the movie... Do you think it was supposed to be scary? I think so. I think it was... It's supposed to be like a thriller, right? Like, I, I, I thought it was marketed as like kind of a horror movie. No? Well, so I, I don't... I don't... I didn't think of it as trying to be scary, nor did I think it was scary. But I thought it was semi-thrilling. Like, I don't know. Were, so, were there a couple suspense moments where you weren't sure if somebody was going to die or not? No, that's the thing because oh. the very first scene, remember, it's it was like a flash forward, or so the movie yeah. jumps back and forth a lot, right, between five years ago or whatever and present yeah. day, where where they're in the river. Yeah. So it starts with her talking to her kids, saying yeah. they're going on this long trip, and so obviously they're like the only ones who survive. So the rest of the time. You know uh, when yeah. it's a flashback, everyone is going to die at some point. Yeah, I, I guess. But there's still like certain times where you don't know when or who is going to die. Or maybe they don't die. Maybe something else happens to them. Maybe they're just not in the picture towards the end. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, was still, you know I was still on the edge of my seat for a little bit. For a little bit. There were a couple of pretty good scenes there. Even though it was predictable, it was still, I would say, still thrilling. I guess yeah. my criticism is if... It is indeed supposed to be a horror movie. Then, I, I don't but think I guess it's not. Supposed to be a horror movie. No. Yeah, I guess not. Okay, okay. but what's that, one of yours? That's acceptable. Um, yeah. My first thing was I felt like people, uh, right when the breakout of chaos happened, basically people had to close their eyes or be blindfolded, and I think that they were way too good at doing things blindfolded. Yeah, Uh, there's basically a bunch of people in one house that's safe and then people kind of show up at the house later on Um, a couple people that are blindfolded or have their eyes closed and they're like I've been knocking on different doors trying to get in any house I'm like how could you get from one house to another with your eyes closed I 
Definitely agree. So, and yeah. I definitely think that's why the later ones were super fishy, bring me back to like the predictable point. Right. Yeah. So, like when Gary shows up, I'm like, okay, come on, man. Like this dude, there's he he looks he looks clean, but yeah, dude, yeah. he's been out there for too long. Like, there's no way. Yeah, and then they have a scene where they're driving a car using only the GPS <laughs> and like the little uh, uh, driver assistance to tell if they should like turn or they're too close to a curb. I, and somehow they get to a to a grocery store and back to the house into a garage. Like yeah, into what? the garage is. Yeah, I don't know how. I like that scene, but you're right. It's very unrealistic. No matter how long that guy worked at the grocery store, like you can't know <laughs> it that well to like show up right at the entrance, right by the pillar. Yep. And, yeah. Okay. All right. Good one. Okay. Cool. So we we agree on that. Give me uh, g- give me one good thing now. One good thing I have listed down here is the hype. The hype for the oh. movie, I think, was really good. Uh, Wait, what? What do you mean? You liked the hype, but like, did the did the movie live up to the hype? It did not live up to the hype, but I enjoyed the level of hype and marketing that Netflix oh. provided. Because but I feel like I feel like if something was hyped up really well and I, I'm really excited for it, then I would definitely need the event, the movie, to to live up to that hype. So I said before that it was a six, it was a bad movie, but it was enjoyable. So we both made it through the movie, which I think was the first step, right? That's yeah, that's like low, the, that's a the baseline. That's here. the yeah. very low standard. But at the same time, I feel like Netflix did a really good job. So, I think the hype and the marketing was done so well that I almost say we don't even need that spoiler alert at the beginning. I feel like everyone has sure. seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that's what I mean by by the hype and marketing level. Like they they did it so well as far as almost creating a sense of FOMO if you hadn't seen it already. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, Albie's not on this podcast, and one of the reasons is because he hasn't seen it. So, uh, <laughs> okay, not bad, example. bad example. Yeah. yeah, not everybody knows. Okay, that's fine. One thing that I liked about the movie was Sandra Bullock. I thought nice. she was. Uh, I thought she was pretty good. How did yeah. you feel? Yeah, that was part of my number two. But Sandra okay. killed it. I. That's part of the reason that I wanted to watch the movie in the first place. Uh, I pretty much love almost everything with Sandra Bullock in it. And I think she oh, did wow. as good in the movie as the script kind of allowed. So I, I think yeah. it, it was good. Okay. Uh, quick aside. Do you know how old Sandra Bullock is? I was just wondering that. Uh, you want me to give you an, an over-under? No, no. Let me just guess. Let me okay. say 43. Okay. If you say 43... Um, she was in Miss Congeniality in the year 2000. That's 18 years ago. 2000? Oh, my goodness. So I'll, I'll let you use that to re-guess if you would like. Dude, is she over 55? Oh, you just went from 43 to 55? Okay, 50. Let's say 50. You're going to go 50. She is 50 through, uh, 54 and a half. Wow, almost 55. That is insane. It's pretty impressive. She's been in a lot of stuff. She was definitely good in this one. That's one of my positives. Um, but I'll just go straight to my next negative, which is uh, um, it was pretty clear that they had to use a lot of makeup for her. Um, <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, I mean, it's, she looks good for, for her age, but still, you know, you got to wear makeup, especially um, in, the, in the, the, the new world of 4K TVs and crystal clear, <laughs> like, you know, close-ups of, of people. So... That was probably that was one of my negatives. I actually brought that up to Sharon, and she she agreed with me. On she that agreed. One. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, I, I guess I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't one of mine, but it kind of brings me to one of mine. Second con, I guess, for the movie thing I hated was there was no character development at all. And one of the scenes, so I feel like they just kind of threw them all in a house together and you just pan from one to the other. Like, okay, like you guys just take turns dying, I guess. But the chemistry just wasn't there, like between her and her characters, Mallory and Tom. I don't know. The the scene where they he's like started hitting on her. She said, you know, I could have been your babysitter. And she, he's like, my hot babysitter. And, and I was like, <laughs> come on, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like both of them, but just overall character development was nil. Was yeah, like that's, there. that's actually one of my negatives, too, is that... Um... I just didn't like the other characters and it's probably because that reason like they they just came out of nowhere there was no reason for most of them and i think part of it is because it's a you know it's not a long movie so it's not like they had much time to to develop anyone besides sandra bullock yeah that wasn't one of my pros but it it kind of is like i like that it was only two hours like on the dot uh that was that was pretty nice you were able to sit down at like 9 30 and finish it and go to bed at a reasonable time uh Going back to character development, like they're all in one house, but why were they in that one house? Like, oh yeah, yep, that's definitely a problem. I, I don't know I, what was special about that house. How did they all get there? Why there was no reasoning? Yeah, yeah, that was just really you. random. Just throw them all in one house, and just going off on a tangent. But uh, what's that? What's that white guy's name? Uh, John Malkovich. No, the young guy who just kept saying. F dropping f bombs everywhere, like we're so effed, we're so effed. I don't, machine, I don't know. Machine Gun Kelly. So okay. him, him and the girl he was having sex with, like they drove off like in the middle of the day, like oh, yeah, randomly. They day. disappeared. Yeah. Like where were they going? I don't know, but the, the their part in the movie just completely ended. They never yeah. talked about it again. Yeah. <laughs> so they already painted through everything. You obviously can't drive. So. I don't know. That's that just seemed very random to me. Like if yeah, why would they think they had a better chance driving around blind than than staying in the house with everybody else? Yeah, this sounds like we got a lot of problems with the with the movie. I I was kind of sad that B D Wong had such a small part as the only Asian guy in the movie, and he's in like everything. <laughs> he also somehow looked like he was like twenty seven years old, even though I think he's probably in his fifties as well. Okay, so um, him, I could see the makeup aspect for being oh yeah yes oh yeah for sure but i i did enjoy john malkovich's character even though it was a little odd but he's just he's just great that's that's his role that's my number two as well things that i love i had sandra bullock and john malkovich well that's we're on the same page here okay well the problem with john you kind of hate him you kind of love him but you love him because you hate him and you love him because he's right but he's still being a hole about it you know, like the whole time he doesn't want to let anyone in, but at the end of the day, he's right. You should not let anyone else in the house. Yep. After that amount of time has passed, like it's true. Uh, my last thing that I don't like jump straight to the end of the movie. Do you do you want to give any more before I jump there? No, jump. Uh, I just I don't understand the end. Like, what what's next? What what happens after this? Is this... <laughs> okay, so we'll, we might as well talk about the ending. They yeah. go to. A, a safe place, which turns out to be a school for the blind, where um, it's the people that can't see don't see this monster that's out there causing people to kill themselves. And there's other folks in there that can see who are there for you know asylum. But I just don't get it. Like, 
are, why are the blind people immune and how does how is the place they live in completely safe it, it just and, and then what are they going to do now they're all just going to live in this one school there's like so many people in there yep so that um, was my last point as well oh, wow, uh, I, I i said what was the point question mark <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of the movie uh so at the end you're right it does feel a little bit like the end to i am legend right they get yes. to the place but at least with i am legend there was like he came up with a cure and he, they were right yeah there. something's gonna happen later what about that movie um what is the tom cruise movie that that uh albie likes a lot tomorrow never tomorrow never dies never tomorrow never dies that's a james Bond edge, edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow no not that one. Oh, um, not that one no that's a different one keep keep going though about the end of, of bird box Basically, I feel like the whole point of the movie, maybe, was a big advertisement for Netflix. Meaning, <laughs> if you just stay inside and watch Netflix all day, you could have survived this whole thing for years and years and years. <laughs> like, never leave your house. Don't go anywhere unless you need to go to make a store run. But other than that, just sit on yeah. your couch and close the blinds and, and watch Netflix. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um... The movie I'm thinking of for, for Tom Cruise is War of the Worlds. And I don't really remember how it ends, but I was thinking kind of the same thing as that I Am Legend ending where it's like something positive, I guess, is happening, but you don't really know. There's also that, that Brad Pitt movie with the vamp- with the zombies. Yeah, World War Z. Yeah, yeah, same thing. It's like, well, there's a ton of zombies. I guess I guess they'll, they'll win in the end since they're ending this movie, but I can't really tell. This one, they're not going to win. They just... I guess they're safe in a school and they're going to live there forever. I guess. My my main thing with the school at the end, I mean, I guess it's fine. Yeah, blind school, that's cool. But why was her doctor there? <laughs> like, what are you doing there? Like, I mean, there's coincidences and there's like just random true, yeah. connections. Like, what is the her gynecologist doing there of all people to make it all the way to that compound? Yeah, I mean, it's it's unknown exactly where they had been living for the last five years, but one way or another, they they went down a pretty long river. I I don't know. I don't know where they are. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they try to do a, like a coming of age type of thing with just Sandra Bullock's character. Like she didn't yeah, care yeah. about the kids, or she was yeah. wasn't a real mom to them until the very end when they when she named them. That, that's definitely the journey. It's it's that was the character development, moving her from somebody who didn't want, you know, kids to somebody who who loved her kids. All right, any other positives or negatives about Bird Box? Uh, my last positive was just the instant memes that came about from this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the Bird Box challenge like so I remember before I had watched the movie, I had just seen the picture all over the place of Sandra Bullock, you know, blindfolded in a boat yeah. for the Golden State Warriors Houston Rockets game where the refs missed really bad calls uh, with Katie oh, yeah. staying out of bounds, jumping out of bounds and saving the ball and stuff like that. So the instant memification of the movie was, was pretty good, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's bird box. It's a solid six. Go out and watch it. And um, you want to, you want to tell everybody about our sponsor? Yeah. Tasty tales. I can personally vouch for this place now, since the last time I was in Dallas, we stopped by one of the locations, I believe in Richardson. Let me ask you a question real quick, Timmy. Do you know when exactly crawfish season begins and ends? 
if I had to guess, I'd probably say it's like from February to May. I feel like I'm always guessing as well, but for Tasty Tales, it really doesn't matter. They're one of the oh. only places that has fresh crawfish straight from Louisiana year round. They never serve frozen crawfish, and they want to especially bring light to their lunch specials for right now. And I can vouch for this personally as well. So their lunch specials include fried baskets, overstuffed po'boys, and salads. So when I was there, I had the overstuffed po'boy, I believe is oysters. It was delicious. And their fries are legit too. So check them out next time Next time you're there. Anyone out there, if you want to save 15% off your entire order, just mention Six Pennies Podcast when you're there. Let's post that on Slick Deals right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing before we go, speaking of Netflix, we also have caught on to uh, Marie Kondo, which, you know, I didn't hear, definitely didn't have the hype that Bird Box did, but all of a sudden I heard all, a bunch of my friends talking about it and, and people trying to tidy up their lives. Did it's you? Good. I read the book oh. uh, three weeks ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Did it have anything to do with? this coming out or random my wife had it so i made fun of her a lot when she first got the book i think as a gift a couple years ago and then finally it's like tidying up at the house and i ran across it so i was like okay i guess i'll i'll skim through this real quick and while you were tidying nice yeah it it was it's kind of destiny uh (laughs) i will say the the show i've only seen one episode the first one but it is much better than the book oh okay yeah, so. I watched one episode too. Okay, well, what, what were yeah. your thoughts about it? So the book wasn't inspiring to you? You didn't immediately try to throw stuff away and tidy? So the reason I wanted to watch the Netflix show was because I wanted to see if she was as crazy as I thought she was from the book. Mm. And, uh, and is she? No, and that that's kind of a pro and a con. Yeah. I guess if she was as crazy as she seems in the book, it would probably make the show a lot more interesting yeah it would make for really good tv but yeah the book it just makes her seem like tidying is literally her passion like she's been (laughs) she's been doing this since she was like three years old and she said every single day when she got home from the school she didn't want to do anything else except tidy wow that's that's like a direct quote from the book and then i was just like what is going on with this woman uh but in the show she seems like pretty normal right yeah, she seems normal, and like when she sees people's messes and their collections of junk, she doesn't freak out. Like I, I would be kind of taken aback by some of the, well, from the one that I saw, just like their garage and stuff. But she seems okay with it. She's in a great mood the entire time. Yeah, I wa- but I want her to like freak. Out. I want her to. I do. I do be too. Yeah. Super judgmental, you know, like yeah. kind of like restaurant impossible feel, something similar to that. Maybe like a closet's impossible. Like she sees you- all this crap that they have, and she just like. I guess one of the problems is the language barrier. Like, she's not yeah, yeah. very good. At, and maybe that's part of the problem with the book, too. Uh, I think some of the mm-hmm. stuff gets lost in translation with the book, just in written form. But that's one thing I think they did really well in the show. Like, she has a translator with them. And even though she, Marie Kondo is speaking most of the time in Japanese, like, it's it's pretty fluid. Uh, yeah. Have you watched any Queer Eye episodes on Netflix? No, I, I've heard good things, though. Oh, it's so great. Uh, but I mean, it's it's funny when because they freak out when they go to the the places, and it's just it's just it just makes for good TV. So I, I feel like Marie Kondo probably could be could be helped by that. I am just curious what the net what the other episodes are going to be like. 
are they just going to be exactly the same where she just goes to somebody's house and helps them clean it? I think so. But with okay. different families, right? So obviously they're relying a lot on the specific clients to make things right. interesting. But I don't know about you. I connected on a deep, deep personal level with that first episode. Like that literally could have been my family she visited. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely something that I, makes me feel bad about myself too. Or it's like something <laughs> yeah. we, we, we should probably do, but is it, has it inspired you to take action yet? Yeah, I mean, I've been, oh, wow. I guess ever since reading that book, I've been going through it kind of gradually starting. So she has five steps, right? So I've done the first few. So I, the first step is clothing. I, I did that. The next one is books. I did that. And then wow. it's kimono. I think that's the one. It's yep. all the miscellaneous yep. stuff. Miscellaneous, yeah. I, I, I think I missed one. But uh, So have you, did, but, did you um, like get rid of a lot of G2000 shirts when you did clothing? Uh, I got rid of a few, but I, I actually still wear all of them. So wow! I, so they I really got I got joy. rid of a lot of pants, though. That's that's where <laughs> most of it was. Pants do not spark joy. <laughs> no, they they did not. But uh, I definitely was not as gentle with them, uh, saying farewell as they were in the show, like mm. you know, hugging and touching and kissing each, saying thank you to each one. And, and oh, being gentle. <laughs> I like how she so called I, her out for like dropping it in the basket. She's like, no, be gentle. <laughs> I, I actually only watched the second episode because my wife had, had already watched the first one. So okay. I don't know. I, I don't see how it's going to change much. I think with uh, going back to Queer Eye, it's it's kind of a similar concept. But everybody, all their clients, like you mentioned, they, they rely on them. But they're so different with like different problems, different challenges, that it does become interesting. Here, it seems like it's all the same issue. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll get through it when I'm bored and, and be inspired. Yeah, that's one of the, I guess, drawbacks to reading the book first. Because there there's obviously nothing new in the show that she mentions. She's just going through the steps that she had in the book. <laughs> so I guess I right. should have had a spoiler alert for myself before watching. Sure. All right. Any, any uh, other shows on your horizon that you're getting to next? I've heard good things about Narcos. Is that Netflix? Oh, I I need, nice. Need... Well, welcome to 2015. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Dang it. I'm late. <laughs> um, I, I watched the first season of Narcos, and it, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it just, I'm not good normally with shows where I have to read the subtitles due to um, um, uh, language barriers. I don't know. It works for me with Terrace House because I like it. But for some reason, Narcos, I just, I couldn't get into it too much. I, I know a lot of people who did like it, though. Okay. Well, if you made fun of me for 2015, then you're probably going to make fun of me for what we're currently watching now, Sherlock. Oh, okay. No, I'm not going to make fun Was of that you even earlier? I, I don't even know. I, I, I have a similar problem with, with uh, British shows because I just can't understand their accents very well. They talk Really? So British? And, yeah, I got problems. I, I got the same thing. So I got to turn on the subtitles <laughs> to make sure I don't miss anything, and then I miss it. So you so, just hate yeah. reading. Is that is that it? I think I just got phone addiction with a dual screen where I'm just doing other stuff or I just uh, want to do, I just want to do something else while I'm watching. A lot that's of true. Like you can't understand them if you're watching, but if you're kind of have it on in the background, you definitely can't follow along yep, like British, exactly. British accents. I mean, exactly. okay. That's fair. All right. Well, thanks for joining six pennies podcast. Hope you enjoyed all of our spoilers and love the new Netflix stuff coming out. I hope hopefully Netflix is listening. They might be our next sponsor. So, yes, um, 
leave a comment for us on Facebook, give us a like and, and review us on iTunes. And thanks for joining.